Hello, what's up? It's the Album Nerds Podcast. I'm Dude. I got Andy here with me to talk about albums because we're a couple of album nerds. Andy, how the hell you doing, my friend? Doing pretty well. Doing pretty well. Um, you know, I do have some uh, some kind of big personal news. I know we don't usually get personal on the show, but I think I could share this with the audience. Please do. Uh, yeah, actually, uh, you know, um, I hate to disappoint any of the uh, 45-year-old men listening to this show, but uh, to, get, uh, <laughs> to get married uh, just recently in the in the midst of all this stuff we decided to go ahead and uh tie the knot so yeah i'm officially off the board sorry to uh Con- disappoint Con- so are you congratulations are you Thanks. are you saying you're off the boards to our 45 year old male listeners <laughs> anyone anyone is listening <laughs> don't discriminate <And> here <laughs> obviously the rule states uh now that you have a wife mm-hmm. anyone out there That's part of the vows. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was one of them. That was in the mix. <laughs> <laughs> I may or may not keep that in the show, but uh, I love that clip. I feel like you will. <laughs> it ba- I really shoehorned it in there. Barely fit, but I tried to make it work. All right, Andy, what are we doing here on the Elb Nerds podcast this day? Well, you know, we got, uh, as we like to do, got two new records, two old records, kind of the yin and yang of the present day and the past and go whoa go through you're so spiritual now that you're married it's like <laughs> that's right it's like you're whole you know <laughs> my two sides have been completed yes. yes uh yeah anyway so we got a little uh got a weird record coming up here first kind of like i guess i would say post-punk but i don't even know what genre it is really a country record from the dude and then uh boy we're getting into some metal and kind of like a surprising rock record to uh, round out the show there yeah it should be fun man you ready to dig into these i'm always ready let's do it all right so we're gonna kick things off here we're talking about a record that came out back in june of this year by a band by the name of pottery the album is entitled Welcome to Bobby's Motel. And we are going to play the fourth cut entitled Bobby's Forecast. All right, that's Bobby's forecast off of Welcome to Bobby's Motel by the Bobby Band. No, I'm just kidding. They're entitled uh, Pottery. <laughs> this is their debut full-length record. They're from Montreal. They are a five-piece. I believe they're all dudes. I don't know if you really consider this a concept record. There are a few tracks that kind of hint at this sort of notion of being like stuck in a hotel room. Maybe longer than you anticipated being, and maybe it's kind of a scuzzy hotel room, and there's you're kind of sick of being there. And that's the general vibe, I would say, on this record. If you could really say that, it might be a bit of a stretch. But yeah, really fun, kind of 
I'd say dancey, but maybe like that post-punk vibe going on. If you're a fan of like Talking Heads or Devo, yeah. I think you could dig this, right? So the the album cover made me think of old Black Flag yeah. albums, <laughs> okay. just the, the cartoony nature of the, yeah. of the artwork. But it was like, sort of like if a wedding band wrote their own stuff and then cut it. Like there was a certain intentional cheesiness i think mm-hmm. to the presentation yeah or i'm reading it completely wrong no. but i i thought it was cool i was definitely uh fun to listen to and as usual unexpected whenever i listen to the stuff you recommend i think you're right about the cheesiness it's uh i don't even know how to describe it really it it feels kind of like a not sh- like in a not in a negative i'm not being negative by no, saying it no it's it's it feels like you know like shag carpet is what I keep thinking about like it's kind of cheesy but it's functional a, yeah <laughs> it's maybe reason. not maybe not wedding band maybe loungy it would fit more yeah there's like a little uh, interlude here where there kind of is like a Bobby character and he kind of sort of speaks a little bit it's it's a little bizarre um, but I think it's what more drew me to this record was the vibe particularly the drums. Are, are, are excellent. There's one song on here called uh, Texas Drums Part 1 and 2, which may be the kind of the apex of the record, and it's just kind of like a just like a freeform drum guitar freak out for six minutes, and it's pretty pretty epic and pretty awesome. Uh, might be worth just giving that a quick listen if you are at all curious. I would say the production style is very raw. Does that sound accurate to you, man? Kind of rough yes. around the edges yeah i picture this was uh recorded live in the airport lounge at the hyatt or something you know <laughs> like and yeah you know, there's I no lot of like, window dressing like, going on here picture polyester suits and yes <laughs> oh, is that what you said wedding band like kind of like out of yeah, date style yeah that that look and fe- i don't know that's just the feeling i got from it but it was um an enjoyable listen for for sure. So they have like that kind of like angular guitar sound, I would describe it. They also have a lot of like group sung choruses, which I guess I've kind of becoming a fan of. If you remember the group we talked about a while back, Parquet Courts, I think they have a lot in common yep. with them. Yeah, I, you know, I really, it's grown on me quite a bit. It's not a super lengthy record. It's under 40 minutes long. And a lot of songs kind of get in and out quick. They're all two or three minutes a piece. So... Yeah, I really enjoyed it. I was surprised by it too because I didn't. I'd heard their initial EP and liked it, but this I think is a huge step forward, and I think one of the more fun records I've heard this year. Yeah, dude, it's cool. Um, I'll probably give it a little bit more time. I I, listen, I mean, we've had like six months to prepare for the show, and I've listened to it quite a bit. But I want to listen to it for fun instead of for the show. Right. So um, I, that's what I recommend people to do. You want you want something that sounds light, but you can tap along to. This is uh this is a good one. All right, word up. Uh, what do you uh, what do you been listening to? New release wise, man. Changing directions a bit. We're gonna go country, but again, with a lot of the things we've been talking about lately, there's a bit of a throwback vibe here. So we're going with Charlie Crockett. The album is Welcome to Hard Times. Came out in July of 2020. And the track is Run Horse Run. See trouble coming because I know that sound. Lovers, they will quit you. 
A thief will rob you blind Good friends are awful hard to find Can't stop till my work is done Run horse Run horse run So that was Charlie Crockett. Welcome to the Hard Times, the track Run Horse Run. Charlie Crockett's an American blues country and Americana singer, guitarist, and songwriter. He's released seven albums since 2015, Andy. What do you think about that? He's been a busy boy. Yes. they. Some of them are a little bluesier in nature. Uh, they all have a country twang to them, a very 60s sound i i think but it doesn't again one of these things where it's got influences but it doesn't sound like a ripoff it sounds genuine and real not some uh just way to get attention yeah or hop on a bandwagon but you could mistake this for an old record easily i think unless you listen to the lyrics <laughs> what do you think i enjoyed it i appreciated the bluesiness uh tinge to the country sound uh, especially in his voice yeah i think uh you know musically it wasn't super complex there's some nice flourishes as needed um kind of like in that last song we heard there with the yeah and all that stuff yeah uh, yeah there's a few songs like that where you can tell they kind of amped up the production style a little bit so it kind of helps sell the the story of their talent um but for the most part he's pretty seems like a kind of a serious stoic guy he's been through some shit and uh he's gonna tell you about it in a compelling way i i enjoyed it yeah and, and you know welcome to hard times rings a bell you know as we are struggling through some hard times here yeah. in the world today and that of course is going to get people's attention the title track uh, is really more in reference to um a serious threat to his own health he had heart surgery in January of 2019, mm. and so recovering for that from that and the thing, other things he's been through in his life, being homeless, um, incarcerated, and some uh, other issues, losing his sister. These events all kind of came together in that hard times. Oh um, wow, such press away too. Oh, that's tough. But there's something uplifting too about about the songs. Um, Blackjack, yeah, blackjack kind of chain, chain um, yeah, that's good. And they're pleasant. Uh, there's, a, I guess, a, a dark gothic country record I read somewhere is what someone referred to it as, and I think that's a kind of a good description. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would say there's definitely a dark tinge to it. I kept thinking, well, these would make a really good like Coen Brothers movie soundtrack. Like I could picture yeah. these, like you know, some scandalous dude walking through the town and this plane in the background. Yeah. It, it, I just really, I've enjoyed his music in the past. Uh, he released this, uh, another album this year, earlier in the year, uh, called like the field recordings or something. It was a, a lot of songs and it was a little rawer. Mm -hmm. And I almost picked it for the show, but it was a lot to, a lot to digest. This one is short to the point thematic, a little better flow, but uh, I, I highly recommend just checking out his entire catalog. It doesn't take too long to get through it. They're mostly pretty short albums. I just love the vibe, and it's so genuine, even though it has a throwback sound. Um, I really dig this dude. And 
Supposedly, he's a distant relative of Davy Crockett, king of the wild frontier. <laughs> that's pretty which cool. Which adds a little bit of sauce. <laughs> that's pretty I nice. Yeah, that's a nice little feather in your cap. Yeah, he seems like a cool guy. Man, he's got kind of a, a good following online, from what I could tell, and he's uh, doing good stuff. So, yeah, good, good pick, man. Yeah, thanks, man. I thought I thought you would probably like this one. I've been, like I said, I was waiting for this album to come out to have a chance to talk about it. So that's Charlie Crockett. Welcome to Hard Times. Go listen to it, please. Word up! All right, so time to transition into our old dog section here. We pick out records that might be not quite as new, but still relevant in our music collections. Let's unleash the beast. Oh, dog. All right, this dog is not, not too old yet, but he's a, he's a mature dog, I guess you could say. We're talking about a band we haven't talked about on the show, I don't think so far yet, is uh, Converge, um, the hardcore metal group out of Boston, and their 2012 record, All We Love, We Leave Behind. We are going to play a cut towards the middle of the record. This is Glacial Pace. All right, that's a little taste of Glacial Pace off of All We Lovely Behind by Converge. Now, this is their eighth studio album for the uh, four-piece hardcore metal group. Yeah, it's, you know, it's uh, it's a monster of a record. It can be pretty intense at times. I would say the beginning especially is pretty much in line with their earlier discography and being pretty brutal, kind of bludgeoning, dark, hardcore rock. How do you sleep at night? Listening to this kind of music, Andy, how do you not wake up screaming? <laughs> wow, you found it that terrifying? I think it's, uh, I find a lot of beauty in this, honestly. Uh, well, it's, and that's that's the beauty of the show. I mean, there's a lot of metal things you've brought, and one would assume, based on my basic uh, taste, yeah. that I would be the more medley of us, but you are, when you, the metal you're into is always. Uh, throat ripping sort of stuff and, <laughs> and it, it continues to surprise me even though it shouldn't yeah it's pretty hard I mean so their earlier records if you want to really scare yourself I think will probably be a better uh, <laughs> example of that like the record Jane Doe I think is kind of like in the hardcore community thought of as being kind of a, a classic release in that genre um, they're obviously one of the more influential bands in this space as well um, I think this record in particular stands out to me because they do kind of bridge that gap between just being extreme and hard and are able to space things out a little bit more, maybe step back. There's some clean singing on this record. And then things even slow down at times. And I think, you know, it's in those slower moments where you can kind of appreciate just how insane that's what stuff they're pulling off is um especially the guitars are just really complex and amazing and it's crazy to hear especially kurt in particular get through some of these riffs they're they're playing through it's just astounding to hear were there any was it all just a big wall of noise for you or were there moments that stood out or or what what was your general take as a whole record it was largely 
noise depending on what else I was doing while listening. Oh. Uh, it, when I had it on and I was working and it was more of a mood setter, Mm-hmm. Like get worked on, then it <laughs> it fit better for me. When I was really focusing on it, that's when I tended to struggle. When you're focusing on it, it was harder to get through. <laughs> yes. Sorry. Okay. Because uh, you know, then you're thinking about what's being said. What is this about? You know, there's more yeah. happening. Yeah. Well, it's really hard. I think for me, and I've listened to this record a shit ton. <laughs> they're so hard to understand. Uh, but if you do read along, a lot of the, a lot of the messages, well, they have a dark side. I think there's always like a tinge of hope to these songs. You know, even just the message, all we love, we leave behind. There is that at least acknowledgement of loving things that are, are worthwhile in this world, even if you are going to ultimately die and it'll be meaningless in the end. They do kind of have a, a bit of a silver lining to these these messages here. You know, and the technical aspects of the music were were basically perfect for this genre as well. I mean, well-performed and arranged and all of that, that I could recognize. Yeah, yeah, I think that's really where they stand at, especially the production yes. style and just the particular the guitars. But the whole band plays awesome together, and it sounds amazing. So the, the record itself is kind of, in my mind, kind of held up by like three strategically placed slower songs the uh, the opening cut aimless arrow which does actually have some clean singing which i know at the time yep. this came out was like very controversial for the fans of this group but i think it works really well the other kind of standout track is the one we just played glacial pace and then the album is kind of rounded out depending on which version of the record you have a lot of the streaming services is a deluxe version which has a couple extra added tracks um, but anyway, towards the end, um, All We Love, Leave Behind, the title track, I think is also pretty epic. And we're going to play a little cut from that right now. Yeah, you can almost understand what he's saying right there. I mean, I yeah, follow that. <laughs> yeah, there were there were some Henry Rollins moments in that song for me. I did like that song mm-hmm. quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I think like the pacing on this record, I think, is exquisite. Um, it's a really nice play from start to finish. Um, and if you can at all tolerate the genre, I think this is an excellent example of what it can do. And you know, Converge as a band in general, I think is just outstanding. I've seen them a few times in concert and they're just absolutely a force of nature. And, uh, I would, uh, I would highly recommend this record if, you know, it's not for everybody. I understand, but, uh, if you can get down with it or if you need to get through something, if you're going through a rough time and you got to get out some aggression, it's a good way to do it. Thank you, Andy. Very nice. Very nice. I mean, I've heard of Converge before, but never really listened, listened. So that's what this is all about for all y'all out there, you know, giving stuff a chance. Yeah. The more you know. That's right. So, all right. My pick is further back, Little. Uh, We're looking at 1994, going with a well-known alternative group of the time, R.E.M. This album is called Monster, and this track is Crush with Eyeliner. Yeah. I 
All right, so that was Crush with Eyeliner from R.E.M. from the 1994 album Monster. And uh, we know who R.E.M. are, right, Andy? I mean, you think the folks know? We talked about the Who last show, so I don't know. Maybe we should at least give a quick synopsis of R.E.M. Yeah. American rock band, Athens, Georgia, formed in 1980. Bill Berry, Peter Buck, Mike Mills, Michael Stipe. They were all students at college together. They broke up in 2011 amicably. Just thought it was time to hang it up, not um, anger or money or any of that stuff. This was their ninth studio album, hmm. and they were kind of a hot property yeah. in the, at this point in the 90s. They had uh, hits with Out of Time, the album that uh, was their first big breakthrough, but they had had radio hits, um, Radio Free Europe and things like that throughout the 80s on alternative rock stations. Andy, were, were you an uh, REM guy at this time, or were you a little young? Well, actually, um, Automatic for the People, which is the record right before this one, was one yep. of my, it wasn't my first CD, but it was in the first group of albums I bought. So, yeah, I was not a huge fan, but I would definitely listen to that record a lot growing up. Oh, yeah. I loved that album. Uh, that's when I really got into them when you know i was all grungy and morose and that album was very it was like a funeral album you know yeah just, and it was very melancholy yeah. and you know the vocals are very clean and clear and crisp the lyrics were very clean and clear and crisp and it was a nice listening experience mm -hmm. monster at the time i all anyone talked about was how it was their attempt to cash in on the grunge movement, make a grunge right, album. Right, right. I remember hearing that too. I, you know, I don't know. What do you think on that? Coming back to it now after all these years. At, at the time, I kind of bought in, and I was disappointed at how not heavy it was. Oh, you expect it, was, it to be heavier, to be more like like a Nirvana yeah, record I mean, or something. The, the the talk was that it was a grunge record you know that they're trying to be hard rock uh -huh. when in fact they were just being rem using electric guitars yeah. and it's it's got you know and, and they had used electric guitars previously but then on out of time and automatic for the people they on purpose had gotten bored with that so they went to a more acoustic mandolin natural sort of sound and wanted to pick up the guitars again and did and i'd say it's more of a glam rock album mm -hmm. and you know it's, it's some really cool sound effects i mean in in crush with uh eyeliner that won't 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 yeah there's a couple of tracks that's a cool with that reverb yeah. and studio effects going on and yeah you know like they're such a great band they play so well together like you really i mean michael stripes lyrics i think is probably the most thing that draws me to them but they yep. could put out an instrumental record and just play without him and it would still be really interesting to hear them go through these songs they're so such a tight group especially at this point in their career yeah. it's amazing to hear. oh yeah I, every song is likable here and i had kind of written it off as a disappointment back in the day hmm. try i wanted to talk about rem on the show because they deserve it i i on youtube i was watching some stuff and up pops the behind the music horrible quality but the rem behind the music and watching that i was like wow you know i really have to go dig back in to their mm -hmm. discography. And I was going to do Automatic for the People, but as I um, kept playing around, I kept coming back to Monster as an album. I kind of underestimated 
How, how about you? I mean, what did you think at the time and, and what did you think now? Um, at the time, I didn't really... Well, there were the, the singles that I liked, I guess. I mean, I remember What's a Frequency kind of being of around course. a lot. And same with Star 69. Those were like really yep. big on the radio by, around me. That one's very memorable. Yeah. And even that, putting it on around our house here, my wife was like, oh, God, I remember that song. I haven't heard that in yeah. 30 years, which is almost accurate. Yeah, so coming back to it, I you know, I think in general, I do have enjoyed it. And I was like thinking like, well, where's this fit in the discography? Like, is it even like really in my top three R.E.M. records? It might not be, but it is a fun listen. Like, especially maybe if you're not paying as close attention as maybe you would to like, you know, some other other records that are really focused on the lyrical content. So, yeah, I, you know, I think it's a really, it's a, it's a cool record. If it was another band, I would say it's like an essential album from them. But for R.E.M., I don't know if it's really like in my top yeah. records. It's well known for being a lot of used copies in the used bins at CD stores. I think it <laughs> sold a lot of records and then people, yeah. you know, it wasn't really REM-y enough for them at the time, but right. coming back. So let's listen uh, to the track Strange Currencies for a couple of seconds and get another side of this album that is unmistakably REM. So this is Strange Currencies. All right, so that was Strange Currencies, which almost didn't make the album, although it's really strong lyrically. Yeah, I love the didn't lyrics. Make the album, almost didn't make the album because of its similarities to, guess what? No, I mean, it, <laughs> so, sounds, it sounds exactly like everybody hurts. I mean, musically, it's yes. almost identical, <laughs> uh, which is really strange to hear Like in the middle of the record. You're like, oh, is this, uh-huh. am I still listening to the same record? <laughs> is this it's automatic again? Or uh, I guess it was even closer. And they reworked the rhythm to try to to separate it because they really liked the song. It's a good song. It's just odd to have it on this record so close to Everybody Hurts, which was such a big song for them. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and the song was was written basically about when someone thinks that through words they're going to be able to convince someone that they're their one and only. Strange currencies, you know, the... Well, what are we exchanging mm. um, and proving that that uh, they're one and only for each other? Mm-hmm. And so there's a lot of you know typical REM elements. So my case on this album is this is a pure REM album with a different paint job with some really cool electric guitar work, some cool effects, but at its at its core, it's automatic for the people and out of time and all those other classics. And I think it just, it has become considered a classic, but at the time I think uh, like myself, a little disappointing because I wasn't sure what to make of it. And now I kind of get it. So I'm really glad I came back to it. Yeah. I mean, it's nice about coming back to some of these old records. You don't have the media stigma of the day to contend with. You can kind of just look at it as it's on its own. And yeah, I mean, when you dig into the lyrics, especially on a lot of the the more popular songs, I think are it's super interesting to kind of get into Michael Stripe's head. Like, uh, King of Comedy is a really kind of cool song. <laughs> like, lots of yep. cool story behind yeah. it. And same with What's the Frequency, Kenneth. Like, there's just all these like little, 
not gems, but like little tidbits of lyrical stuff that you can pick up on and, and really dig into. And that's, I always love that with an REM record. And this one has all that stuff you'd expect, just with a lot more reverb and studio wizardry than than they had done in the past so yeah and, and, you know and uh back in the day for me bang and blame was was the go-to track on this one <laughs> that'll just about do it go check out rem monster check out all of their records but uh that mid 90s period for them is really something special not not that the previous or or work after wasn't but uh yeah they were kind of at their peak right here i would say yeah um for sure all right so that's it man we've done it once woo. again all right. Well, there you have it. Those are our um, specs for this show. Uh, thank you for listening. Um, please do tell us what you're listening to. You could email us at podcast.elvenerds.com. We'd love to know what you thought of these records or if you got anything maybe we could talk about in a future show. Um, you know, if you're in a band and you'll want us to listen to your record, hey, maybe we might actually do that because we uh, we're always, always got our ears open. Uh-huh. Always looking. Subscribe and download the show in all the usual places. Feel free to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. That's always very helpful. Uh, make sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Album Nerds. You can also follow me at Album Nerds Dude on uh, Instagram. I do pictures of my personal record collection. Playlists are available on Spotify of all the songs we talked about today. So go check that out as well. Word up. Yeah, so we'll be back. Hopefully in two weeks. I don't know. We've been a little bit lackadaisical lately, but we'll try to get back on the schedule here and uh, have some more album recommendations for you. Uh, in the meantime, check us out on Spotify, and uh, we'll catch you, catch you soon. Thanks for listening. Peace. Peace out. Bye-bye. Sayonara. Signing off. Hasta la vista, baby. Hasta the lasagna. Don't get any on you. Later. <laughs>